Welcome back to the Joshua Shaw audio experience. Firstly, thank you for giving me a bit of your attention. I'm honored you trusted me with it, and I promise to return the favor by giving you a ton of edutainment value back. In this newest episode, I'll explain what's at the heart of when I say the statement, a great product is only the entry fee to compete in today's CPG market. Before we get started, I would love if you took 45 seconds out of your day to leave a rating or review on whichever podcasting platform you're currently listening to. This helps me out immensely in terms of extending the reach of my podcast, but more importantly, allows me to make improvements based on your feedback. Thank you again. Now enjoy my newest podcast episode. You'll often hear me say a great product is only the entry fee to compete in today's CPG market, but what's at the heart of that statement? The hard truth is that there has never been as many CPG brands and products as there are today. The easiest way to experience that reality is to do a non-branded search on Amazon within one of the sizable CPG categories. You will be overwhelmed at the endless shelf of interchangeable substitutes. Regardless of the current COVID-19 effect aided higher than normal barriers of entry, it's still relatively easy for interested entrepreneurs to enter almost all of the CPG product categories, ultimately creating extreme levels of competition. Those low barriers of entry are a double-edged sword for entrepreneurs because the same ones that likely helped your CPG brand get your products made for less investment or seen by more target consumers with less investment or maybe even offered for sale nationally with less investment are also the same ones that upstart competitors are using to fast follow you. A fast follower strategy is one that relies on quickly imitating innovations pioneered by others. Having a unique product used to give you at least a few months of lead time over the other players, but that advantage seems to matter less and less. In this context, how do you stay ahead of your competition when you know it's only a matter of time before they copy your best product features? The solution is having a solid strategic narrative. This is what I mean when I say it's really what you build off of that great product that determines the long-term winners and losers in the CPG industry. A strategic narrative is a concept that enables brands to create a unique story that will guide their entire business activity. It isn't the boring mission and vision statements of the past, it actually replaces them. It can energize executives, it can inspire your employees, excite your partners, engage influencers, and attract customers. CPG companies should work on this from the very early days of their company's creation. In fact, just as you kind of seek product market fit initially, you really need to consider like message or strategic narrative market fit at the same time. Unlike product features that can be copied and commoditized, a strategic narrative can be a long-term advantage. It is necessary to structure that strategic narrative on kind of three bases to make this possible. The first is the change your CPG brand proposes to the market. Secondly, how the consumer benefits if they are engaging with that idea. And then thirdly, the future according to what the CBG brand presents to the consumer. Consider the normal kind of market activity that once 
CPG brands get bigger and they mature and get larger and more popular, they communicate less on product features and more on this strategic narrative, their storytelling, and kind of why is that? Strategic narrative has the role of showing the future to the consumer. From this, CPG companies indicate how they differentiate themselves from their competitors. Have you heard of Simon Sinek's Golden Circle? If you haven't, I'll leave the link to his amazing TED Talk in the contents description. But the Golden Circle is based on the principle that people don't buy what you do, they buy why you do it. This ties into the limbic brain that's responsible for emotions and feelings, and it's a part of the brain that also processes decision-making. That's why it's so powerful when messages communicate with that part of the consumer's brain first before they engage the rational part of the brain. If you get them feeling something first, it's more likely this feeling will influence decision-making or at least get a positive response to a call to action. This is why the smartest CPG brands are focused less on product-based differentiation as they know that competing on that battlefield alone will only provide a transient advantage. It's really a insufficient moat and it's too easy to copy. If the category leader has kind of X amount of product features, you can't expect to win with a X plus one type product differentiation strategy. Meanwhile, having the right strategic narrative can give you a long lasting advantage. The right strategic narrative is one that needs to be bold. If you are perceived as a close substitute to the category leader, you are in for a very difficult uphill battle. Sameness is really a losing strategy. It's also really kind of one of the most common ones, so that's kind of an opportunity for you. It's likely that the phrase fortune favors the bold originated from this. You want to compete by taking a fundamentally different position in the market. Position yourself differently. Make note that I didn't say position yourself as being better double or even triple down on that differentiation. If you think about this, product feature parity and sameness in strategic narrative equals category leader wins pretty much all the time. Product feature parity and a boldness in your strategic narrative, that provides a more even battle. All this probably sounds great, but you might be asking yourself, how do you pick a strategic narrative? Now, a strategic narrative is really a system of stories that you build intentionally. And the easiest way to do that is to kind of ask yourself a series of questions. Firstly, what opportunity did you see that others ignored? Secondly, how do you inspire your community? Thirdly, how do you challenge the common wisdom? And then finally, how do you position your CBG products so you drive customers into acting? That system of stories creates a set of guidelines in people's mind. When you craft a strategic narrative, you're thinking in a downward and upward direction. You're spelling out how your CPG brand resonates with customers within the context of your specific product, as well as how it resonates with the larger culture your customers belong to. You'll use the strategic narrative to bring alignment across your company and will ultimately shape the entire organizational behavior. These narratives can be used by the executive and leadership team to create a sense of unity of purpose, direction, and intent. It's kind of like the business North Star if you kind of want to think about that and, and that makes sense to you. Therefore, developing a highly relevant and consistent strategic narrative is such an essential exercise.
Just kind of want to end on some final thoughts. It's important to remember that a strategic narrative isn't necessarily one of those like set it and forget it kind of things. The strategic narrative can at times need to evolve, though that's not always the case. As the world changes, a CPG brand must understand kind of the macro environment, kind of what is happening in the broader context. They must pair that data point with both the available feedback loops from the market and where exactly the brand's life cycle is at. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast episode. If you have any comments or questions about anything I discussed during it, open the podcast episode notes and click on any of my social media account links to reach out to me directly. 